Welcome to the Business Vitality Podcast. My name is Katherine Canty. I am the host and an executive coach. I work with teams, individuals, and leaders to help create measured leadership change. We do that using practical application, and our clients are creating 100% measured results as seen by those around them. Not necessarily what I think or what they think, but what the other people are seeing. And they are being recognized for the hard work that they're doing. If you're interested in learning more about some of the work that we're doing, you can learn more at KatherineCanty.com. I would love for you to subscribe to this show, to Business Vitality. This is my way to continue to pay it forward and share business best practices. Stay tuned and listen to the interview. Thanks for being here. Keisha Hayes, you are the founder of Keisha L. Hayes Unlimited, found on the web at KeishaHayes.com. Thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm always excited to see you and have a conversation with you. (laughs) I love getting to connect with you. I love the work that you're doing. I want to get into that. Um, And I I just want to say thank you for being here. I've enjoyed getting to work with you over the years. And you're just an an amazing leader, creating a whole lot of change in a really good way. So I'm excited for you to be here. Do you mind sharing with others exactly exactly? What is Keisha L. Hayes Unlimited? What kind of work are you doing? Oh, thank you. Um, You know, before I uh, started business or knew I was going into business, I didn't have the Keisha L. Hayes Unlimited. I had um, several different entities, which I still do. um, But working now um, legally to put everything under that one umbrella. But um, Keisha L. Hayes Unlimited is um, a representation of all the things that we do. And um, I'm the founder of the Care for Asian Beauties Experience. So we go out and show social engagement and companionship to our older adults who we call Asian Beauties. We also provide services through our home care agency in their home. We are the um, creator of professional development and training services, a post-secondary institution governed by Department of Health and Human Services and the Commission on Higher Education to train next level healthcare professionals. So um, we train people to go into the healthcare field. We um, circulate them through our nonprofit to get a feel for how volunteerism is through helping older adults. They work for us through our home care agency or with um, other entities that are trying to fill staffing gaps. And um, then we make sure that they're taking care of themselves through the wellness piece that we um, offer because if if they can't take care of themselves they won't be good for um, caring for others yeah i was so impressed with the work that you're doing um i kind of want to just jump straight into it your placement rate is unheard of for the work that you're doing and people need healthcare solutions healthcare is this is my opinion. It's a bit of a mess. Um, it's not exactly always easy and you don't hit the easy button and call a doctor and things are better. So what you're doing to solve for the what I would call the healthcare crisis um, is amazing. Will you talk about the success that your program is creating? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, we we have people come in and they come from all walks of life and um you know, we provide something for them that allows them to still take care of family, still work, 
Um, so we're very proud of that. We call ourselves the place um, for second chances. And once they get done, they are able to um, test here where they train. So that allows us to have um, a pass rate that's successful. Right now, we are at a 98.6% pass rate, and um, we're so thankful for that. Um, we see people like we were at the Carish at Beachwood yesterday um, because we're doing clinical rotation there. We see people in the hallways and they're like, oh my God, I went to her school. And if I had known that this field would be as rewarding as it is now, I would have started this 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, it's important to us that we not only bring them in to train them and, and give them the skill set, but they also need to know that we care about them as a, as a person. We care about their family. We care about them getting to the next level. We, we care about everything. And that makes them become more loyal and more successful. And then they're, they're, they're more professional and they stay stable in, in the environment of healthcare. And healthcare is ever changing. And as you said before, we're, we're in critical times. There are staffing gaps all over. And then there are um, family members that are navigating the healthcare system for their loved one, and they need solid people to care for them. Um, so, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm glad to be a part of it. You're not just a part, you're leading you're leading um, by example. And for someone like me, I'm not familiar with healthcare and all the acronyms that go with it. I know banking acronyms, but I don't know anything about healthy acronyms, healthcare acronyms like you do. Talk about what are the classes that you're teaching, the training that you're doing over there? Because I think this applies to folks that are like, well, I'm kind of interested. I might want to go back into it. Or even I was talking to a mom and she said her daughter's interested in healthcare work, but how do you get started? And I, I think you've got a great solution. Do you mind talking about the name of the classes and oh, what they're solving for, for people that don't understand healthcare? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things, if a person wants to um, reskill themselves, they can come and be a part of the healthcare industry. So if you're reskilling, you know, you're, you're like my mom who is a retired welder. Okay, and everybody, every time I say that, they're like, your mom is a welder, because they think females, you know, aren't welders, but a lot of females are in the welding um, entity, well, well, career, excuse me, occupation. But if somebody's in a plant or they are welder or whatever it is in dietary, you can reskill yourself to become a part of this rewarding healthcare industry. Um, or you can um, be that person that was in the healthcare industry before and it's been such a long time and you want to come back and, um, you know, get your skills back to where they they were before. This is a good place for you. Um, we offer uh, EKG, which that is electrocardiogram that you're going to be performing. OK, so when you go to a heart doctor and they put you on that machine um, with those electrodes, they're looking at the electrical activity of your heart. Um, we do phlebotomy, that's drawing blood, doing venipunctures. The blood tells you um, a lot about your body. Um, you know, the doctor wants those labs to be drawn to see what's going on internally. So we do that. Nursing assistant, um, I'm so excited about the field of nursing assistant because normally people would think that a nursing assistant will work primarily in long-term care facilities like nursing homes. But now, 
those nursing assistants who are helping your loved ones with their activities of daily living, the dressing, the toileting, the bathing, different things like that. They're now getting administrative jobs too um, in different offices. Um, they're doing scheduling. Um, they're doing so many different things. And then um, we offer CPR. So um, if you want to learn how to save a life during a, a cardiac crisis, which I feel everybody should know how to do, we offer that. And we offer medical assistance. So um, if you become a medical assistant, you assist the providers in the doctor's offices, um, scheduling appointments, you know, setting up for different procedures and so forth. So a wide variety of things and our classes range from five weeks to six months and you're out there working. That's amazing. I, I love that. And I love that, you know, even if you just want to reskill and get back into it and just add experience mm -hmm. to the resume, it's That's there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, do you, is everything in person or online or a combination? Well, um, I remember Katie, I refer to her as Katie. I know y'all probably me. Yes. Catherine. <laughs> but I remember before, I think right during COVID, Katie was my coach and all of our classes were in person. And I I went from having full classes to nobody attending class. And I said, oh my goodness, there is no way I can keep up the rent if I don't, you know, get somebody in class. So automatically, um, I can't remember exactly the phrase you used, um, but you were telling me that I needed to um, stay, stay, stay with the times and take my business to another level um, to match what was happening with COVID. Um, so I immediately just started thinking, what can we do? So we made all of our courses um, accessible via hybrid method. Um, but right now, phlebotomy is our only face-to-face -face, um, interaction um, weekly with students. EKG is online until they come in and do their labs. Um, phlebotomy is in-house. Nursing assistant is now hybrid um, until they come in and do their labs and go out for the externship. Medical assistant um, is hybrid. Um, and if, when I'm referring to hybrid, um, that's online, that's um, live instruction, that could be in-house sometimes as well. And then um, they do externships. So, you know, we, we took it to a, another level and now we see people coming in and it, it fits all of their needs. You know, some people need online, some people need self-paced around their work schedule. So we can sit at home and still hear the cash button ringing because somebody's signing up for class. <laughs> that is and awesome. Have to be face to face. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, I mean, you you have to kind of go with the market. You've got to respond That's to what right. the market needs are. The market needs are people. We need staffing solutions for mm -hmm. healthcare. You have a way for people to retool, reskill themselves, and get back in there. You have a ninety-eight percent success rate of plate of these people passing. I don't even know your placement rate is crazy good too. Oh my it? goodness. Um, there are people calling all the time wanting our um, students to work. You know, they're at the carriage now. They have been at White Oak Manor in Columbia. The, the good thing about externships and um, clinical rotation for our students is once they step foot in your facility, 
um, they want to they want to work there, especially if they see you're treating the employees good and um, the culture is great. Um, that's why it's important to have good culture and, and everything on point, because when they come in and they see that they want to be a part of that. And, you know, even yesterday when we were doing the orientation at Carish, everybody raised their hand and said they want to work there. So they have about 14 people right now that they could just put, you know, to work, provided they perform like they should in clinical rotation. So, um, I mean, it, it, we are staffing folks left and right, different places. Our placement rate is um, in the 90s. Um, last time I checked, it was um, 95 point something percent of all of our students getting jobs. Um, if you do not come out of our school working, that's just because you you just don't want to work. But there's it's not because you can't find a job. So professional development is really important in the workplace and mm -hmm. you offer a unique twist. You're not just training on the healthcare side. You, you also train on professional development. Do you mind mm -hmm. talking about how did that come about and how does the importance of professional development in the world that you're in? Yes. Um, you know, professional development is key. You can be the best phlebotomist, the best EKG technician, and um, if your attitude is horrible, if you don't even have any self-awareness about what you plan to be in the future, everything is just going to be off course and out of alignment. So um, when our students come, we we really um, hone in those skills of, of knowing you know what your vision is, um, being a, a great provider of customer service to the people that you're serving knowing um you know how to continue your education and, and keep your certification up to date and um, what you plan on doing in the future so um we've developed a program called scvs certification um and that's you know for the self-awareness customer service vision and um, making sure that they um, stay on top of their training and um, the things that they need to do to um, move up in the in the field. Um, so if if they're not learning that, I don't think that they can be successful because they're just going through the motion. And every time another job presents itself to them, they're going to run to that because they're looking for things um, like money as opposed to the vocation side of it. Um, so when you teach them how to connect on a personal level with their residents and how to be the culture in the place that they're working, um, it, it makes a, it makes a difference on, on what they do and how they stay. Do you have a success story of somebody who comes to mind who really wasn't loving the SV, SVCS, the visionary and, and the customer service, they didn't get it. And then they go through this and you're like, oh man, they got it now. You have an example of somebody? Um, yes, and it's um, SCVS. Um, I you. get confused myself, so please, you know, um, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but I have so many, oh my goodness. Um, when we talk about um, students and, and, and what they think about the SCVS, they, they give us, they give us resistance um, mm -hmm. because they're here to just learn that skill and, and that's it. 
Um, but then there are some who at the end, they're like, you know what, Miss Keisha, I wouldn't have this particular job or I wouldn't be on my job for two months and now leading um, as the MA or the team leader as the MA um, if I didn't have those skills. So, you know, I hear things all the time about, you know, my daughter or my granddaughter never finished anything, but she came to your school and she finished. Um, her whole personality has changed. She's now um, aware of who she is and um, really knows what she wants in life. It it, it just amazes me um, who they who they are when they enter and who they are um, when they leave. Um, and 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 just to um, tell you the ac the acronym um, what it stands for, um, it's really called empowerment in healthcare. Um, unveiling the SCVS approach and um, skillfully trained is um, the S and then customer service is the C and then vision is for V and then self-awareness is the last one. But we go through those components and I'm not the only one that's teaching those components. We have trained all of our instructors on SCVS. So in their class setting, they're re- um, iterating all of these things to our students um, so that they can be successful. And I'm here to tell any healthcare entity, you know, th this is my opinion about how I see things um, and, and the success that I've seen students have with this. But I will tell any um, healthcare entity, when you have a group of people who have so much impact as your direct support staff, they really need to know um these four components because it will make your life easier um, because you will develop a momentum in your environment where everybody is wanting to take part in moving the culture forward and not backwards but you have to empower your staff with something to be able to do that all right i got a few questions now uh, one of them one of them that comes to mind is visioning. A lot of people, we just show up and we we go through the motions and then we go home. And that vision is usually what keeps keeps us motivated. Exactly. How do you how do you teach vision to people? Because like you said, they came for an EKG class and yet you're gonna teach them the importance of visioning. How do you do that? And how do you how do you get them to start thinking that way? Um, because, you know, when you when you talk about vision, it's it's about approach and um, it's it's definitely about um, them being empathetic to the people that they're serving. Um, not not just I mean, they, they're seeing the whole picture of of everything that they're doing and you want them to learn in the beginning how to put themselves in the shoes of who they're serving because one day it could be you or imagine that it is you. Um, so, you know, start from the beginning, looking at the whole person, um, looking at that person as yourself and understanding how to approach that person from, you know, their side of things and, and, and what um, will make them be more trusting of, of your care when you're, you're dealing with them. Um, that's the whole approach. It's it's definitely about, um, you know, teamwork and enhancing that in the workplace and making sure that they understand that 
every link in the chain matters. I don't care if it's the janitor, the CEO, if it's you as the CNA, um, you're there for one thing and that's the patient. And if the patient wasn't there, you, you wouldn't have a job. And um, everything you do counts and everything you do with everyone else that's in that environment counts. So it's just letting them know early how to see it. You know, when they come in, they don't they don't see it. They see it as I'm going to get this certification. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to get this check and I'm going to be more self-sufficient for my family. But you can get the skills. You can get the job, get the check. But what's going to keep you there? And so Mm -hmm. we're we're teaching them what is going to keep them there. So, you know, we don't want just the temporary We're, we're we're teaching them about future. Can you talk about empowerment? Because these are some of the kind of entry level positions to kind of get in and retool and get into healthcare. And gosh, as a manager working with a team, you really got to empower folks, but then also they got to feel empowered. So talk about how do you get folks empowered to be able to to take it, take the business to the next level? Because I think it's a two way conversation. But what are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, when you empower somebody, you create in them a spark that they didn't even know that they had. You know, Um, you you provide um, something to them that only a good leader can can do. Okay, Um, I had this um, acronym called the three M's and um, it's message, meaning and momentum. I, I believe that's that's right. Um, it's it's on my school's website, but um, you know when you when they have the message for your community, um, what they expect from you and 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 what they are supposed to do for you, um, and they understand it, they get the meaning behind it, then that boosts their momentum to be able to go out and um, reach that for you. So um, you you have to empower them in a way that lets them understand and know that you're on their team, even though you're in this different position, you're on you're on their team and you will be there to do whatever it is that you're asking them to do. Um, And you can do you can empower in so many different ways, but you have to find what makes them smile and spark and um, be there to bring that out of them. Feels like it ties into trust. What are your thoughts around, you know, how do we build trust quickly? Because, I mean, if you're in a healthcare situation, you got to build trust quickly. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun. How do you do that? And and the trust is, is really so many folds to that because not only does the new um, employee have to trust leadership, but um, the people that are being served got to trust the employees and leadership as well. Um, so just imagine you being an older adult having to move out of your home into a place that you're not familiar with. And you have to trust that these people that you know nothing about are going to provide excellent care to you. Um, the first thing I tell my students when, when they're going into a new environment is that how you look, 
how you act and what you say is the first thing that's going to develop that relationship um, because your appearance is going to be seen before you even open your mouth. And um, we're living in a world where we're taking care of a lot of older adults and they like modesty. You know, they don't want all the extreme clothes and color hair and all these different things. Um, not that you can't be yourself, but just remember who you're caring for. And so um, and then you got to do it with leadership. But I think those conversations have to happen immediately when the person um, is even in the hiring process um, about trust, you know, what the expectations of trust are when you start working, you know, um, lay it all out in the open so no one has um, any, I guess, they're not blindsided by what you expect. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of courage to do what you've done to start a business, to keep growing. Where does the courage come from? Oh, my goodness. Um, I believe deep down inside um, my courage came from the fact that um, both my parents never went to college and um, they worked so hard for my um, siblings and I to have, you know, what we had back then and what we have now. I wanted to do everything I could to make sure that myself or no one else had to live like that. Um, we had a wonderful upbringing, but I wanted more. And so I put myself in a position to have more. And for me to be able to do that, I needed to create a way um, that I can make that happen. But I also wanted to, to not be selfish in it. I wanted to create something that will make it happen for someone else. Um, so that gives me courage every day, knowing that I'm in a rewarding field that's helping others. Um, and it also helps me understand and know that my parents are proud because what they instilled in me um, allowed me to have the tenacity and the perseverance to be able to, to, to hang in there because it, it gets it gets hard. It's tough. Um, it you really um, know exactly who you are when you start your, when you start a business. You can work for anybody in corporate America. But when you start a business, you really got to put your big girl panties on. <laughs> so what do you do when the times are low? How do you get back up? Where's the tenacity? If somebody's like, man, I feel you, I'm there. How do you, how, how do, you do it? Um, just don't stay there. Remember that, you know, you're going to have your low days. Um, but think about what happened the day before or last week that that was a high. Celebrate. And I got this from you. Celebrate every win. It doesn't have to be a big, big win. It, it can be just the fact that you crossed out two things off of your to-do list, um, but everything celebrated. Don't don't wait for someone else to celebrate you. Don't wait for someone else to support you. Don't wait for anybody else to bring you to the table. Um, encourage yourself when you feel like you should be doing more or you're down and out about this that, and the other. Just think about how far you come. Just think about all the things you've gone through to get to this point um, and, and, and don't stay there. When you stay in that place, you waste a lot of time. Um, 
Katie told me, laser focus. Do you see Oprah sitting around thinking about who cares about what she what what she's saying, doing this, that, and the other? No. She is focused. So right here on my computer, think like Oprah, but put God first. So <laughs> that's what I got right here. And it's on your list of uh, you're going to meet Oprah. I know you, and you will. <laughs> in the meantime, you had uh, Senator Scott. They reached out to you in regards mm -hmm. to aging beauties and trying to understand. You've got a lot of people that are reaching out to you. Do you mind sharing a little bit about what you're able to share with them? You know, what are they looking at from that political side and how, how are you supporting them? I, I think with the information and, and the background, do you mind sharing a little bit of that? I don't mind. Um, when Senator Scott was the um, chairman of the um, Senate on Aging Committee, um, which he's now off, I think he's on another committee now. Um, you know, when they were working in the um, Senate on Aging Committee, I was able to go to a congressional hearing to talk about vitality of our older adults, what will keep them active. Um, so that was really um, nice to have their agency see us in the community and see the things that we were doing for older adults and, and let us be a part of that conversation. So the hearing was able to um, have us get around the table with other professionals to talk about what we're doing to keep older adults, um, you know, live and, um, you know, interacting with, with um, different people. And so, um, now the conversations are continuing with vitality, but also how do we get continue to get um, our older adults in one place to get those resources that they need? Um, how do we connect them with the area um, on aging um, agencies that they have um, around the state or whatever um, area they're living in? And then also to um, the socioeconomic um, issues or concerns, you know, do they have proper food, um, transportation, um, all of those different things. And so we're glad about, um, you know, Council on Aging and Meals on Wheels and all the different things that are being provided. So those discussions are, are still going on, but the, the, the really hot topic is the, the fraud that's um, involved with our older adults, people calling them, and trying to get their personal information and um, scamming them out of money and whatnot. So educate your older adults about not giving out information over the phone. Um, so so all of those things are, are what they're discussing and we were able to be a part of that discussion um, last year or so until he got off that committee. And the, our work still goes on through the nonprofit and we still have um, their office, their regional directors come out and visit and come to our activities. They were at Senior Service Day earlier in the year in September and they passed out booklets that pertain to fraud and they talked about that during a session. So um, if anybody wants one of those booklets or um, needs that information, they can always reach out to us. Um, we can get it to them. Speaking of materials, you've written a few books, is that right? Yes. How many have you written now? Written three books, um, working on two others, um, but I'm, I'm excited and most 
happy about um, the move. The move was my first book back in um, 2017. And um, that book was about an older adult having to transition from home to an assisted living community and in the process trying to figure out if she was going to have her children take care of her. So it's it's a short book, 80 some pages is to get um, people um, talking about those decisions. You know, do you take mom or dad to a home? Um, do you take care of them in their own home? Um, incidents that occur like falls, you know, just to get the conversation started. Um, the other book is Keepsake um, Journal of Wisdom. It's for um, anybody to document things that their older adults have said to them that they want to keep. Older adults can document things that they have, have gone through to pass on to generations in their family. Um, there are different quotes in the book by um, older adults that I found that were, were good. Um, so th those, are, those are books that um, are for aging. And then um, we have Boldly Inspired. That was my um, Amazon bestseller. Um, boldly inspired. It's really um, a quote book. It talks about the um, strategic alignment and and how a woman doesn't need to to you know play it small. I really got some of my inspiration um, for writing that book from um, one of my other coaches, Angela Carr Patterson, and from Katie. When Katie told me to play where no one else is playing. I said, okay, that means that you don't play small and you, you play full out and you don't have any safety nets. You just launch out in the deep and you go for it. And so um, that book is about tips of how to be strategically aligned to your purpose and then quotes to inspire you every day. Um, so those are the I love it. Thank you. And thank you for your kind words too. You are an inspiration and I know it's it's important not only to take care of our aging beauties, but to also take care of our caregivers. You have something yeah. coming up. Do you mind sharing that? I do not mind. I'm so excited about this Saturday, December 2nd at Bethesda Presbyterian Church. And I just want to shout out Bethesda Presbyterian Church in Camden. They supported this endeavor um, for all the, the years that I've had it, except for the first year. But we've been there for six years at their church. They um, understand the vision and they celebrate with us um, celebrating caregivers. So this is a time where the community gets to nominate caregivers that are doing exceptionally in the community. We have 11 nominees this time and three of them, um, matter of fact, I think four of them happen to be males. And I'm really excited about that. So. Um, they will be celebrated and pampered all day Saturday. They will have the event at six o'clock. Um, and then we will um, make someone our caregiver of the year. And so I'm excited about that. Where does somebody learn more about that event? They can go to caringforagingbeauties.com and they can click on 2023 Caregiver Gala and um, they can find out everything they need to know. And if you miss this time, Every year, every year we're living, we're going to um, have it. 
That's fantastic. Keisha, you are an inspiration. I appreciate everything. I appreciate the support, your leadership. I admire everything that you're doing. It takes a lot of courage. And um, it's, it's just fun to be able to talk and to be able to share your message with others. Um, thank you for doing this. If somebody wants to just learn more about you and the work that you're doing, where's the best way for them to reach out or if they're curious about a class? Um, you can definitely reach out to us at KeishaHayes.com or you can call us at 803-572-0780. We'll be more than happy to support and help you in anything that you might need. Fantastic. Keisha L. Hayes, you are the founder of Keisha L. Hayes Unlimited, found on the web at KeishaHayes.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you like it, please subscribe, share this episode or this show with other people around you. The greatest form of a compliment is a referral. I really appreciate them. And if you think that you want to learn more about some of the work we're doing, I encourage you to reach out to KatherineCanty.com. You can schedule a call or just continue to read articles and information that we post out there. Thank you so much for being here.